2: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
3: this is talk sport daily
4: hello happy christmas eve everyone and welcome to a special christmas eve best of the interviews podcast that's what it's called. There was about nine people locked in a room for about four hours, all getting paid stupid amounts of money to come up with this podcast title: "Best of Interviews." Oh, sorry, I apologise. "Best of the Interviews." That that the took another three hours before they managed. It could have been "Best of Interviews." We don't need the word "the," but someone said probably in another meeting after the first one. I think we should put the word "the" in. there. gone back to the desk. Emails have gone back to them forward. and forwards. Yep. Yeah, okay, we all agree. The. So, this is the best of the interviews. Well, I think best of been Just the interviews. Anyway, have a listen to this. Happy Christmas Eve. It's a collection, would you believe, of the best interviews from 2019. I don't know who picked these. There are no judges involved. There's a brief synopsis of what's actually in this podcast. I'll read it to you. So, uh, let me remind you. It's called Christmas Eve. Best of the interviews. And the synopsis is a collection of the best interviews from 2019. Yeah, there was probably another meeting as well for that one. Anyway, sit back. Happy Christmas Eve. I've had to come in on Christmas Eve to recall this. Why I couldn't do this last week, I do not know. But anyway, sit back, enjoy, and uh, happy Christmas, everyone, for tomorrow.
5: I'd like to say that England's World Cup winning hero, Ben Stokes, joins is now live in the studio at TalkSport, and his new book is out. It's called On Fire. Ben, good morning. morning How are Ben? You good morning, and very good, thanks. Nice to be home. Um, yes, but it's a bit too cold, so... Too cold, <laughs> yeah. of course. Um, now, uh, On Fire, Ben, there had to be a book in this. It's just been an unbelievable year eh?
6: Yeah, it's been... Um... Been fantastic. Um, you know, two thousand nineteen will um always be that year for, for English cricket to be able to look back on with um some some pretty amazing memories, not just as a player but I think as a fan fan of cricket as well.
7: Yeah. Alan? I've got to say, mate, and I I hope you don't I don't think you'll ever get sick again back to that World Cup final, right? I I watched that in Portugal, right? And still to this day I can't believe it. somebody had written a film and written a script, about the whole thing—they've you, you, ripped it up and thrown it away. They say that's not believable. What was it like to? What just? What was it like to play
6: Yeah, I mean, you know, you'd, you know, I totally agree with you. If if you were to write that down before uh, it happened, you'd be like, no, there's no chance that's ever going to happen. But to be a to be a part of something like that was honestly incredible, um, and <laughs> it is still quite hard to put into words that. But it's amazing what finals do in sport. They always seem to to bring out, you know, great sporting moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly in in the world of cricket, and probably in the world of sport, that that World Cup final will. Be what, was the pre- what was the pressure like, Ben? Because the,
7: there was an expectancy, and then <clears throat> you you lost a couple of games. At, was it Australia was it India I can't remember lost a couple of games going on and then all of a sudden I think you had to win the final three to become world champions so there was an expectancy but there must have been an incredible pressure
6: yeah I think you know we obviously we world number one going into that tournament we were favourites but you know that doesn't mean anything once a tournament starts um, you know anybody can beat anybody uh, just depends who turns up best on the day and um, it got to that point where you know we knew that we had to to win you know these group games to, to get ourselves through and rather than hide away from you know the reality of that situation we were faced with we um, we sat down as a team and, and basically just opened up about how we are all feeling and um, put everything out on the table and, mm. and you know made everyone aware of this as the situation we find ourselves in but we need to embrace it and um, understand it I guess and I think that got the weight of you know that expectation off everybody's shoulders
5: It's amazing I had to be New Zealand as well Ben Look, I spoke to mum and dad and they were they were ecstatic they were but I, I don't think the neighbours were talking to them for a few weeks <laughs> over there <laughs> Was that awkward? Have you been, you've been home since yeah. have
6: you? Yeah <laughs> I've been home um, I went back for a week um, before the test guys came out to New Zealand to spend some time with mum and dad Um you know, New Zealand's uh, for me. It's not just a cricket tour. It's it's a bit more than that. It's a chance to see family and stuff yeah. like that. And um, you know, there was a few you know um, jokes flying around with a bit of tongue in cheek and stuff like that about but the. Uh, overall, it was good. Overall, it's fantastic. It's a brilliant place. Yeah.
7: Did you feel, Ben, you, that, that particular tournament? Because I remember there was an incident. I think Johnny Beer still had come out of the got one or two ex-players. I think they got Michael Vaughan and maybe one or two of the press boys. See at that particular time, and after that, did you kind of form a? I don't want to say siege mentality, but did that bring you together even more?
6: Oh, I think we we've always had that. We've always because we've been a uh, four-year. Obviously, this was a four-year, you know, journey (coughs) for us getting to this World Cup, and we were a very stable team before that. You know, there wasn't too many changes leading up into the World Cup, so we were you know a unit for Mm. for quite a long time, and. what you have to do, and you know, as, as in a team sport, is, is stick together through thick and thin, whether that is on-field stuff or off-field stuff. Um, and that's sort of the mentality that would be expected of you if to come into the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that Owen Morgan has really drilled into us. As you know, we're a unit. We stick together. We play together. And we're the we're the ones that count. We don't focus on anybody else. It was
5: nice as well because it being pressure of an England captain. Phew. And I spoke. I speak to Harmony and so many people were saying it's too much for Joe, like it has been for great players. Give it to Ben. But Harmony was no, 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 no. You don't give it to Ben. No, 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 no. Just leave him be.
6: But it was nice to see Joe get a few runs. Yeah, I mean, being Test captain is, you know, one of the toughest jobs um, in sport, um, and one of the most criticised. And you know that. Depending on how people speak about you, is how well you, the performance is on the pitch from you individually mm-hmm. and, and as a team. And um, it's unfair um, most of the time that when things don't go too well, the captain gets it yes, all. Sir. You know, it's there's other people out there trying to perform as well who, you know, add to winning or, you know, um, don't necessarily perform well enough to win. Yeah. So um, it's been tough. But uh, I actually called Joe to get a double hundred on day one. Of our first warm up game to Rory Burns. I was, yeah. I think I was yeah. stood at slip and I went, Joe's gonna get a double under this game this tour. Yeah. Um didn't look like it after the first game. But, <laughs> um but then he managed to go out there and do it and honestly, you know, that's that that was that saying um you know forms temporarily class uh is permanent.
5: Oh no doubt about that. what about when you hear those commentary clips? you still get you still get little tingle think Oh yeah. What a you know, what a few days that was
6: Yeah, I mean, you know, we had um James Vince got um, married um, at the back end of the summer and Owen Morgan was there and he must have showed everybody this England World Cup montage 15 times to every <laughs> single person who was invited to the wedding. Um, but it still doesn't get boring watching it. Do you, do you watch it back a lot? I yeah, that... watched it back. Because yeah. you, you don't get the... Um, you, when you're in it, you don't get to see, you know, like because obviously cameras and stuff like that nowadays mm. at sport is just fantastic, you know, with all the different angles, the commentary that goes along with it, you the crowd reaction, you don't really see that until you see it on TV. So, to be yeah. able to watch it back and see everyone's reaction to what was going on was awesome. You
5: mentioned in the book there was a lot of insults traded between England and Australian players during the Ashes. Who was the worst offender? But that that's normal, isn't it? When the Aussies take on England and vice versa. Was there one in
6: particular who was a right pain? No, I think, you know, that in sport, you know, you're out there trying to win a game for your country. Um, Tensions get high at certain periods in the game. Um, Adrenaline, key moments um, don't come around that often, and that's generally where things start to pick up a bit. Mm. And it just happens. And you know, at the end of the day, we're men trying to perform out on the pitch, both trying to do the same job. So you know, Smith was was incredible, wasn't he? I mean, you know, as hard it is for say as you know, he's Australian Uh, and he was a massive reason as to why we couldn't get the Ashes back. Yeah. You've just got to hold your hands up for
5: There's also a feature you may have heard us ask guests who joined the show, Ben. It's called First and Last, where we simply ask first and last questions. It's quick fire, so it's easy peasy. So I'm going to ask um, for your first and last. First ever gig you went to, Ben? their uh,
6: first gig. Uh, I think it was Hugh Jackman, actually. That's the first one I've ever been to. Yeah? The greatest show, yeah. All
5: right. Okay, <laughs> Ali? Okay, the last time you were starstruck. Hugh Jackman. There you are. Yeah. Uh, it can't be him now. It can't be him for the third time. <laughs> first sporting hero. Um, That's not you. This proper sporting
7: hero, yeah. Jordan Spieth. Ah. Wow, interesting. The first time you used your fame to get something for free. We did it all the time with no fame. <laughs> Is that
6: Rolex? <laughs> <laughs> the first time. Oh, I was probably to get into a bar when I was out. Love it. That'll
5: do for us. <laughs> first, uh, you won't get in trouble because it's a bit of fun. First,
6: celebrity crush: Jennifer Aniston. I'm probably not oh, the only one. Oh, oh. Yeah. oh yeah,
7: there's <laughs> a queue. There's a queue. Yeah. Have you got f- any friends? A have queue you? up to Fleet Aye? Street with that <laughs> one. To be honest, with you. first outlandish big money purchase.
6: Uh, my first watch. Uh, yeah.
7: Okay. First watch. Yeah. Can you first tell us watch?
6: what that is? Uh, no, that's a so nice It just tells the time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one, tells... Is
5: the one you're wearing?
6: No, tells no? the time. Oh, <laughs> so you've got several
5: watches. I'm <laughs> 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 out have many watches. Last meal you cooked?
6: <laughs> Fahitas for uh, Joe Root and Rory Burns. Ah. No way. Yeah. Chicken, beef, tron Did you know how to open
5: them? <laughs> <laughs>
7: The last TV series that you binged on, your Peaky Blinders, man? Yeah, but that I wasn't was the last gonna one. I
5: was just going to say
7: that. I no, was just going to say that. oh well to you know, getting
6: quicker then? <sighs> yeah. Drugs, no, no, gangs. No, no. It's about crime, about the um, murder profiling thing. Ooh. It's uh, on Netflix at the moment. Ooh. Netflix yeah. is just fantastic, it, there, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. And, and it's, it's heaven sent for
7: boys like yourself. Mindhunter. Yeah. Mindhunter, that's it. Mindhunter, yeah. That's who the last the, one. Who, I want, wait a minute. Who told you that? You never it just guessed came that. to
5: me. <laughs> it just came to me.
0: Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
5: You know,
3: when a lion is hungry, they say it, it feels like it's been starving for a year. So when they it see it's prey, it's ready to eat everything. And that's how I feel like when I'm in the, in the ring, like a lion, like a king that I am.
7: We have the one and only Deontay Wilder here in studio. Good morning to you, Deontay. It is so good to have you in here. I believe that you were somewhat mobbed when you came in the news building a short time ago. So many people wanted to meet you.
3: Yeah, most definitely. You know, it's always uh, a great time when I'm, when I'm over here. You know, I, I come over here so much, you know. Um, sometimes, <laughs> you know, we try to sneak in. You know, I'm always like, I got family down in Sheffield. So, you know what I mean? Um, I'm always down there at times. or Whatever, I'm just enjoying ourselves. Sometimes we'll come to London and sometimes we'll go to the to the other um, different spots they like to show me new locations but it's always a great time when i'm here fantastic tell me this what does a man from uh, tuscaloosa alabama think of london i like london you know um the only thing i don't like is the weather you know it's, <laughs> it's very unpredictable and when i when my assistant told me it was going to be 100 degrees i didn't believe him i said you're lying <laughs> <Your line. laughs> and, you know and, and he showed me the forecast of it and it said a hundred uh and when we got here it was definitely sunshine you know it's i was like wow i could not believe it you know and uh yeah. because i would never been over here where it was like real warm nice weather it was always like raining you know or cold yeah. you know and uh it was real nice and today it's nice, but it's raining. Brilliant. You, know, and, Brilliant. you, know, you never but, know the moment. Yeah, I'm
7: from Scotland. It could snow later in the day in Glasgow. I don't know, uh, Bob. What do you make of this? You ever seen this studio like this? Look at it. No, it is, but it's quite rightly because the high,
10: I believe it's still to be the highest in sport to be the heavyweight champion of the world. This man's this man's treading in the steps of Marciano and Johnson and Ali. Of course, he. Of course, he deserves this respect. Sometimes, sometimes sports people get fawned upon. But if you're the heavyweight champion of the world, do you think he beat Tyson Fury, Bob?
3: Be honest, a, be honest. You, oh, cool. Let me oh, ask, cool. ask you one
10: question. Okay, He brought it up. Let me ask you this one question. <laughs> there must have been a point. I don't know. You, you're in the ring. No one can can talk about that. But there must have been a point where someone in the corner says, listen, champ, this is close. Don't let it be close. Give this guy his ticket. Send him home. Okay? And you then had the most magnificent two-punch combination and thought, there you go. Job done. What did you... What,
8: was there a second when he got up when you thought... Okay, well done. He must—you okay.
3: must have thought he was gone when you I, give I your did. thing. You looked over and you must have thought that's the it. The slow-mo's of your face when yeah. you turned your hey, Oh man, no! You know, I was kissing my—I was kissing my wife and everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> baby, we did. You know what I'm saying? And when to see him rise up and stuff like that, you know, it was one of those moments. Like, what in the hell?
0: You know. But um, you know, it's,
3: it's exciting. It's, and, um, it's interesting for the sport. You know, it brings that that that, that dr- drama sure. to the sport, man. And I'm just so happy to be a part of this division in these times mm-hmm. right here because we was once in a dark place and now we we got some, we got a huge light right now and it's exciting. And, you know, yeah. the fight was amazing. It was controversial, which, you know, I'll forever say I knocked him out, which I did. The referee, you know, he got, you know, it wasn't the judges. I think the judges had it right. It was definitely a very close fight. I don't think it was, um, far apart like people put it the ten to two i think people got that perspective because of steve Farhood, fairhood card you know everybody you know went away with that little bit ain't no way impossible that would have that that was that mm. you know did you like fury yeah yeah Fury. he's all right guy you know what i mean he brings he brings a certain type of personality to the to the division and we need different personalities here you know this is what makes it so exciting you know and you know, I know we say things, we do things, but it's a part of the sport. And I can I can always deal with somebody that's 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 going to bring a great show and going to put on a great performance for the fans because that's my goal. I know that the belts is switching up to different you know, faces in different hands and stuff like that. And people always ask, you you're still going to fight AJ? Are you still?" I'm like, you know, just because someone loses, it doesn't mean it's the end of the road. You know, I always say that's how you become a two-time, three-time, four-time champion. You know, it's, and the heavyweight division is so small. So, you know, it's enough spaces and there's enough room for everybody to get in with everybody. And, you know, before I retire... I want to be able to say I fought the best, all of the best, you know, no matter who they were, you know, if you had a buzz and people wanted to see that fight before I end my career, before I leave because I don't I am not I'm not going to be here long. You know, I got a lot of, you know, we didn't, we setting everything up. You know, I got a yeah. great financial team and we're going to get to the point where I'm not even spending my money off of my fight money. I'm living off the interest and allow everything to build up because I talk about Generation Wealth. You know, when I look at all my children and I sit them and be able to interact with each other, love each other, and build their in, in, intellect of, of them with their mindset of of learning and want to do more, you know, even learning different languages. I sit back sometimes and share a tear because I never had the opportunity that they had.
11: We've got the uh, netball uh, World Cup just around the corner as well, taking place over here up in Liverpool, and which means we have the world's best player in our midst and thankfully she's English. Uh, she's Jeeva Mentor Good to see you, Jeeva. Thanks for coming Good in.
2: Good afternoon. Thanks for having me, in, boys. I think yeah. that
11: is—is is that official now? not You were voted the number one player in the world, weren't you? No pressure.
2: It's quite an honour, really. Yeah, I got voted in 2014 and then 2017 as well. And to think that I play a team sport, to be given a nod like that is a pretty cool acknowledgement. But at the end of the day, I can't do it by myself out there. So it's, it's a hard one to uh, to swallow.
11: Yeah. Your route into the, the, the sport was an interesting one because you, you were doing other sports as well. You were doing kind of trampolining and different things like that. Um, and I, I heard a little story of you going off with your mum to try it, because you're very tall, about mm-hmm. sort of 11 years old, to try it for basketball. And... Not getting a great deal of encouragement. And uh, that was a bit of a weird story. It was odd, wasn't it? You'd think they'd be kind of, they'd see how tall you were at a young age and and be kind of very keen for you to get involved.
2: Yeah. And um, I think as getting into a bit of coaching nowadays, I see if someone looks tall and athletic, I'm like, come on, let's see what you can do. And yeah, it was actually mum and I, we walked into a sports hall and they had a basketball session going on at the time. And we sort of waited to the side because we didn't want to interrupt and waited for our time to go up and speak and showed interest about getting into the sport because I played for the local boys team, but I didn't have a team outside of school, and mm. they really showed no interest, and we ended up um, turning around and walking back out, and that was the end of my basketball days. You
11: could have oh. been in the WNBA. Oh you my man. gosh, yeah. you could been over in the
2: States, I know.
11: But it's worked out pretty well. It ahead, is not to done say. too badly, yeah. And you yeah. must be delighted about the rise of netball. I mean, it, you know, it's, it was always
10: a sport that was played by a lot of girls, but it was a sport considered a school sort of sport. Mm-hmm. But I think with the rise of Sky, the success of the England team, it, it really has become quite a special sport now.
2: To see it evolve as well is brilliant from sort of school netball to now that the tenacious um athletes that we have out there the physicality of it all they say it's a non-contact sport but when you've got two strong female athletes running for the same ball there's going to be collisions all over the place and netball's in a really good place at the moment what we managed to do last year with our history breaking moment and winning gold medal on the commonwealth games on australian soil has kind of set it up for this perfect world cup on Mm. our home soil the Aussies obviously coming over here for a bit of redemption but we've got the kiwis to watch out for the jamaicans south africans are hot on our heels so it just makes for a really exciting world cup campaign
11: now we as andy pointed out mm. there is a, a slight australian uh, twang <laughs> yeah. in the voice even though you, you're born in bournemouth um <laughs> because you've been playing out there for 11 years now yeah Have yes
2: out there? so um netball turned sort of professional out in australia and i often the league that i play in out is pretty much like what the nba is basketball in the states it's mm. the premier league the best league in the world with all the best players playing and oh yeah i've been out in australia for 10 years now and sort of doing my craft and a new skill to my bow I guess now is um, this book that I've managed to write called yeah, leap yeah, um, yeah and, it, and it all started from pretty much taking that leap of faith in terms of leaping to another country the other side of the world
11: yeah was that you sound very reading the book you, you seem very obviously very close to your family mm-hmm. and uh, so that was it was quite a bold thing to do at quite a young age because you know it's it's not something you just hop back back uh, from a whim is it you're heading literally the other side of the world
2: yeah and i think for me i'm always a firm believer you've got to put yourself outside of your comfort zone and that's how you really test yourself sometimes decisions you make are great sometimes they don't work out and Mm. i think that's kind of what i talk about in the book that you have highs lows challenges it's all about um trying to find the better version of yourself trying to improve and just trying to find that support around you and that's what i hope the book isn't just for sort of netballers it's for everybody from all walks of life and um that hopefully there's a little bit of advice that they can take from that throughout
11: there was a period wasn't there when the the kind of rules were changed around uh, the ability to play for uh, the England team a bit like in rugby they decided if you played overseas you couldn't play for the national side and so you're out the picture for a while.
2: Yeah and that's probably one of the low points that I talk about in the book I mean netball was all I'd known for almost sort of two decades I, I got into the sport at a young age of sort of 14 and then uh, 16 when I was in the, the senior squad and yeah there became a moment in time where they changed the rules where we weren't actually allowed to play out in Australia and I was like well hang on a minute this is sort of where I'm basing myself and from that the rules were that I wasn't allowed to play for England and I ended up sitting on sidelines for 18 months and wow. common sense <laughs> managed to prevail and um, and look where we are now we've got sort of six of the England girls are actually based out in Australia, improving their craft, and and it's taken Netball to the next the next level. And we're now competing with the top nations.
11: So you're saying winning gold uh, in the Commonwealth Games was was fantastic and dramatic the way you did it. So against the Aussies in Australia. So you say you'll never forget those mm, moments, which yeah, is a wonderful yeah. thing to have within you, even. Well, not while you are playing, but
10: once you finished.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I still listen back to the commentary of those last sort of dying seconds, and it gives me tingles. Um, and it's something that you couldn't quite believe at the time, but now looking back, it was it was a massive moment and, and definitely probably one of the highs of my career. And I'd love to be able to replicate that over and over again. I've been playing this sport for almost two decades now, and we keep coming away with a third or probably the worst place, or which is a fourth, where you just miss out on the podium. Mm. So, um, yeah, to be able to back it up, I think, is so important for us.
11: Do you, have you ever listened back to the Aussie? commentary of that moment.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't and I did re- I did look around when I was in the stadium. A lot of the Aussies walked out pretty quickly after that yeah. game. They didn't stick around for the medal ceremony that's for sure. But it
11: obviously has made them incredibly hungry at doing our backyard now which they've been telling you at club level I'm sure.
2: Yeah definitely and I went straight back into the club setup after the and I kind of walked in sheepishly because I had two of the diamond girls actually in the team that I was captaining. Um, so yeah it'll be very interesting this time round. Um, we definitely got a target on our back but this is probably this is my fifth World Cup and this is probably going to be one of the toughest ones I've been involved in because the standard of netball around the world has increased and improved so much. We've got the Jamaicans and we've got the South Africans hot on our heels as mm. well so it's going to be a fantastic tournament one I'm looking forward to taking part in.
11: You, you also wrote in the book about your personal life and you said it, it can, kind of around the time of the Commonwealth Games your, your marriage was breaking down and you were trying to kind of compartmentalise people always do in any walk of life what was going on with you personally and what was happening professionally because they were obviously completely different.
2: It's amazing how you can be on such a high but also have such lows at the same time and I think that's what makes Made winning and and being in that environment so special, but also made me focus on what I need to do because I knew things were breaking down around me. And um, I definitely talk about it in the book, and, and that's definitely one of the challenges. And still today, some of the things you go through, see people see you as this strong, confident character, but inside you could be breaking and and upset and just trying to find those ways out. And knowing that it's okay, we don't go through life um, and with everything being tickety boo, mm-hmm. um, that there are those struggles out there, and to accept it, to talk about it, and know that it makes you a stronger person at the end of the
10: day. boo was very Australian.
11: Many it? more years and we won't recognise you. There'd be no Bournemouth oh, left <laughs> in you. Yeah. Um, I'm with you.
5: Oh, yes, uh, brilliant. His record stands at 29 wins, 20 knockout, one contentious draw. You won that one as well. He went to Germany, took Klitschko's belts. He went to America, was robbed of the WBC heavyweight title. John Allen, Brazil Sports Breakfast, the People's Champion. The Gypsy King, good morning. Unbeaten heavyweight champion, Tyson Fury. Tyson, good morning. Good morning, mate good morning
8: and after an intro like that oh, whoa, hey, I you that? He missed one thing I went to Saudi Arabia and beat Braun Strowman in the <laughs> WWE as well ah, that doesn't count that doesn't count oh no, come no, no, on of course it does, does. He's, oh, not oh, oh. It. he's not giving you he's not giving why are you not giving him it oh come on nobody hits anyone in there <laughs> they don't I'd like him to go and have a little tryout. <laughs> I'll take him on I'll and, take and him feel, on I feel how painful it is to get slammed over someone nearly seven foot's head onto a hard canvas Tyson if you can arrange that uh, that would be perfect. I'll get him down to the training centre in Orlando <laughs> and we'll see how uh, uncontacted well, it
5: is. I wasn't going to bring it up, but what made you do that? <laughs> uh, listen, it was fantastic well, entertainment, but yeah. what made you do that?
8: Well, I've been a lifelong WWE fan all my life. Really? Watched it all the time. Been a big fan of all the big big wrestlers. And now my son is, my oldest daughter is. They love it. They play the PlayStation game every single day. They wrestle up and down in school and wherever else. What child doesn't like
7: wrestling? But I'm guessing. I mean, to get into that, that that arena, that stage, it's something you must have done. You can't just go like, click your fingers saying, right, I'm going to take on a top, top wrestler.
8: Yeah, I did. I'm athletic enough to be able to learn quickly. Vince McMahon said he's recruited all sports stars from all different sports, and he's never seen someone come into their game, have a couple of training sessions and pick it up like that. Yeah. I look like a natural in there. <laughs> right, I've got to ask you, moving
7: swiftly on, right. There's so much going on. There's so much happened. There's so much to happen,
8: I would suggest. Why the book right now? I think it's the right time for the book right now because there's a lot of people out there suffering with mental health. It's a big epidemic at the moment. You know, the government's going to spend 800 and odd million quid on on mental health. Um, And I think there's a lot of people that need hope, help, and uh, the will to just go forward and open up to people's. And and this book gives a real insight in what it's like to bottle it all up and not tell anyone and, and hide it and be ashamed of it. And it gives you an insight on what it's like to come out and it open. did that come to you early doors, early when you were at school, or...? Yeah, I've always suffered with anxiety and depression, but I never knew what it was yeah. up until I got educated on it in 2016. So I used to suffer and think, oh, this is just the way that life is. I thought it was like a mood swing to begin with. I didn't know, I didn't understand it. Mm. Always happy, unhappy, up and downs, highs and lows. And it wasn't until I had a mental breakdown in 2017 that I really got to grips and started getting educated on the matter and learning all about it. When you say a mental
5: breakdown, you were just confused. You think, what's wrong with me? What, why, why am I like this? Or When did you realise I'm having a breakdown?
8: I've had a couple of breakdowns in my, uh, in my life. Yeah. Um, the biggest ones that stand out, one was in 2012. That was the first time out of all the depression I've had in my life where I start thinking about suicide and oh. started thinking about mm-hmm. smashing cars into trees and <clears throat> jumping in front of trains and off bridges and stuff and I didn't know why I was feeling like this because I was undefeated I was British and Commonwealth champion at that time I had a, a good career going and I just felt most of the time like I didn't want to live anymore and I didn't want to be on this planet
5: Wait, were you scared to tell
8: someone, talk about it, or I was afraid to come out with it because you know I come from a long line of fighting men and I'm supposed to be a big tough box yeah. and nothing can faze me, mm. and all of a sudden I've got all these problems and I feel as vulnerable as a, as a child.
5: Do you know, um, you know who suffers big attacks? and I didn't realise the cricketers. They have big problems with this. And if you look at sports, suicide yeah. rates, cricket is terrible because they're away from home for so long, they're under pressure. You know, it's you against the bowlers, stuff like that. Um, a few of the cricketers have told me it's horrendous. Horrendous.
7: Actually, I was going to say to you, could, could I suggest, could this actually be your greatest achievement? Could this be greater than boxing, what you're doing here? Making awareness of this, because make no mistake about it, you, you know, you no better than me. 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago, nobody spoke about it.
8: Exactly. You know, I think one of the first high profile sportsmen was Frank Bruno. Yeah. And, and he was the first one who started coming out of it, and he, he was his problems were publicly documented. Um, mm. And that's why I became an ambassador for the Frank Bruno Foundation because Frank was one of the first big stars in this country to open up about it. Um, Yeah, so I'm just following on from that really And I think this is the bigger than boxing Much bigger than boxing And this is the reason I came back and made the second career Second journey Not for any other reason other than to to document And to let people know How you can come back from Mm. suicide To back to the top and, and this
5: is chapter 8 in the book isn't it chapter 8 I believe uh, the dark sees you discuss your mental health yeah so even just for that it's worth getting a hold Absolutely. of the book
8: you know it, <coughs> I don't hold back any any punches in this book and when I started writing this book three years ago <coughs> I was very mentally unwell I was drinking heavily I didn't want to live on a daily basis and I was 28 stone in weight and that's from the beginning of the book to the end of the book all the stuff's going on I'm, I've headlined twice in Las Vegas of been headlined in Saudi Arabia. I've got a a single coming out, Robbie Williams, an ITV documentary, an autobiography. Yeah. So it's all gone from from absolutely terrible, disastrous moments in my life yeah. to, to as best as it could ever so, be. So, someone listening
5: this morning, who do they go and see? Is it, It's not a doctor. Who do they have to see if they're feeling some of the symptoms you're, you're telling us about, there, which is in the
8: book? Suffering with mental health <clears> problems, they <throat> need to seek <throat> medical advice immediately. Whether it's a psychiatrist, whether it's con- confiding in friends, and don't be scared to do that. Definitely mm. not. The sooner you get to grips with you need help the sooner you can get into the recovery. If I would have went 10 years ago, I may not have had the breakdown, I may not have been through all this trauma, I may not have almost killed myself. Um, so as soon as you go to see the doctors and get well again, seek medical yeah. advice, the sooner you can get but, back to normal. But this is incredible normal.
5: because you were talking earlier about jumping in front of a truck. For me, that walk, when, you're, when, the, when the noise comes out, the music comes out and you walk to that ring, that must be... That for me, that's terrifying, but... You, you you know you revel in it now
8: is that what you feel at home well there's there's two characters to Tyson fury there's Tyson fury the man and then there's the gypsy king the entertainer and it's totally two different people you won't believe how different them two people are it's like another person out there it's, it's not me today mm. it's an entertainer it's somebody who's never been because the man has been affected by by stuff that can bring everyone down but gypsy king has never ever had any defaults he's done Mm -hmm. everything asked of him he's been all around the world and boxed all the best champions has been and he's never ever defaulted which character do you prefer well you know when i'm when i'm in the boxing ring and when i'm doing my stuff and entertaining the gypsy king comes out and he thrives but while i'm at home and while i'm doing day-to-day stuff and while i'm just a normal person a husband a father a son then Tyson Fury, the man, is where I want to be. Fabulous. And before, I always Mm. used to wear a mask. Always. That's why the book's called Behind the Mask. I used to put on an act, I was a performing monkey, Wind me up, watch me go. And that's how it was for years. Yeah. Because being a good boxer wasn't enough. Never. It's never enough. Because even if you're a top boxer, but nobody's interested in what you do, Mm. then it's pointless. Mm. To be a big pay-per-view star, to be a crossover star, to make people want to watch and get big viewing figures, you have to do something. You have to act like a crazy man. Mm. And if you look at all the great champions from the past, the ones we can remember, they were all outgoing, controversial. They were all showmen, every one of them. Mm. And, And that's what I had to portray. But now... It's like I'm, I can just... Now I've got to that level, i just be me you now. There's no mask anymore, there's no performances, nothing. All me. Here's my next question for you. Emmanuel Stewart, a
7: big name, massive, massive name in boxing, obviously, Herns de la Hoya, Holyfield.
8: How important was he initially in your career? Very important, and I had the opportunity to go there, and uh, I wasn't ready at the beginning to go. I had a lot of stuff on with when he Was that boys. the Bronx gym? gym? yes. In, no, in the Kronk gym, yeah. Kronk, a bigger pardon. And then I ended up going. I thought, if I don't go over to America, I'm going to regret it forever. Yeah. Maybe this opportunity will never come again and I won't get to train with the world's best trainer. So I just landed over there. I didn't even know I was coming. Landed in- up to intimidated the Intimidated or not? No, nope, not at all. Walked in the gym. Least... I was like, it's Emmanuel Stewart here. There's like, who are you? I was like, I'm the next heavyweight champion of the world, Tyson Fury. <laughs> what did he say? They took me down to see him and that was it. I moved in his house. Um We moved in, I was there for three weeks in Detroit with him We trained every day, we talked about a lot of stuff He had a lot of knowledge on boxing It wasn't just physical where he was great He was great at communicating with a fighter And talking over fights and stuff
5: Did you talk about demons you've you've had in the past? No, we we just kept it to boxing And that sort of stuff But you must have had an unbelievable
7: Unbelievable belief and confidence I mean, the crunk gym in Detroit is the gym in the world The boxing gym in the world And you felt confident enough to walk in and say i'm the man
8: 100 percent. because i've never ever doubted my own belief and i went there and everybody above cruiserweight light heavyweight got in the ring with me and i smashed them <laughs> even though i was only 21 years old anyone they brung, i was even sparring two and three fighters that at a time the light ones they couldn't believe it
5: really <laughs> ali have you had that i you have haven't you i was going to say have you had that confidence i've never had confidence like that never
7: i have to be quite honest i don't think i've ever had confidence like that <laughs> I've never been, I don't think I've been short of confidence, but I've never had confidence like that. That I didn't
5: say say words, I meant confidence. You've never been short of words.
7: No, or or slight confidence, but that must be a fantastic (laughs) place to be where you just, you don't actually
8: believe, you just feel it. it, In in boxing, yeah, it's a fantastic place, and there's a song and it goes like this I talk like this because I can back it up. Yeah. That's what I've done what, thirty what times the, in a row, baby. But, but, the, but the Yanks
5: seeing you coming in the ring, they're like, oh, "Let me have a go at him," and you just
8: smashed them. Do you know what it is? I've never been, I've never been shy in the in the boxing ring. I never ever doubted my own ability. And you know what the thing is about it is, it's just a fight. Yeah. And if they're going to beat me up, crack on with it. And if they can't, then I move on to the next mm. one.
5: Tyson, tell me when you're on the deck, and everyone's thinking, "Can he get up? Can he get up?" Will you just? composing yourself saying I'm okay I'll just bide my time another couple of seconds I'll get up because people thought I can't believe it no he can't get up I, I think the, I, what were you thinking dare I say, I think the
7: vast majority of people watching that I mean somebody somebody likened it to Schwarzenegger and the Terminator movie he's, he's finished the light's just about out and all of a sudden what happened how, how, how did you get up
8: well I rose like a phoenix from the ashes no it, it it's an instinct thing it's a natural ability to recover fast Mm. and you know if there's any any breath left in the body I will continue to fight back but I'm very experienced in this game and I've been around it a long time I've studied it all my life I was brought up in gyms I'm a gym rat so what I don't know about boxing ain't worth knowing and I know when you've been hit and hurt and dropped or, or buzzed or stung or whatever then you take a knee and you don't get up until your mind's clear a lot of these inexperienced fights you see it with world champions even they get dropped ego thing they jump straight back up yeah. they're not ready yeah. they get yeah. tagged again and they go again that's why you get yeah. 10 that's why you've got 10 and you don't have to get up till 8 correct well, that, so I use to you? Second. what did the referee I know he's looking at you did he say anything to you yes, there? yes he, he did when I got up he went can you continue I said yes he went move to the left move to the left and a little jog to the left move to the right jog to the right he went are you sure your are I said 100% let's go because in the changing room he said to me it was, it was on camera, actually. You can view it on YouTube somewhere. He said, if one of is go down, God forbid, he said, I'll ask you to get up and move to the left, move to the right. He said, show me you're OK. I put both hands on his shoulders, looked in his eyes and said, I'm OK. Drive
9: with Adrian Durham and Darren Goff, live from St George's Park on Talksport. Yeah, back live at St George's Park with England ahead of the uh, Nations League. We've got the games live on Talksport. Sport. I'm Adrian Durham, he's Darren Goff. And this... Is Marcus Rashford? How are you doing, Marcus? Good, thank you. Marcus, when when you come to uh, this stage of the season, it's been a long season uh, for you at Manchester United with all the games and everything that's gone with it. How's the fitness? Is it still at its peak level, or are you just starting to drop off now? Uh,
0: I don't think you lose. I don't think you lose the fitness. Um, it's just more about getting that game game sharp, game ready. And you know, this week we've been put through our paces, but it's more about short sharp. Cause they're the things that seem to go. The fitness doesn't really, doesn't really go.
9: I've been told the seniors took on the under twenty ones. You played for the seniors, obviously.
0: you yeah. battered, battered them, didn't you? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we won. We won five nil. Um, but yeah, it's just trying to get as much of that match sharpness as we can, um, and that's that's been uh, the, probably the most difficult day of of training. Obviously, match tempo. Um, so yeah, it's been it's it's about at the right time as well. Uh, leading up to the games. So yeah, it's been good. Well, you have know most of the under 21s, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, um, you know, some of them from when I was younger in in the England youth set up. Um they're in the 21s now, so you know, it's good cuz they're hungry to come up and, you know, we want to we want to show them what it's like to be to be up with the with the first team as well, so you know, it's good on both parts.
9: So in terms of uh, joining up with England, I mean, there's obviously the serious job to get done at the Nations League and you know you were with England last summer and how close, you know, gave us all some great moments at that World Cup. Is that still, has it still with you? Is it with you every day just how far England got and how good it was in Russia last summer?
0: Um, I think it's good to, to remember the good times but in this group we, we remember the bad times as well. Um, I remember 2016, uh, what he felt to be knocked out and that, in comparison to to last summer, you know, it's a huge it's a huge gap, and we still have things to work forward to. You know, we wanna we wanna win trophies here with with the national team, and, and you know, this these these two games, it's an opportunity to do that. So we're going to give it everything that we've got. About a year ago, wasn't
9: it? You were banging in that worldie at Leeds against Costa Rica. Do you remember yeah, that just goal? Just before
0: the World Cup, that was, yeah.
9: that was uh, an unbelievable strike. Just talk us through your mindset when you when you've got the ball at, at what point do you? is it just instinctive or do you actually make a conscious decision right, I'm going to have a go for goal here having weighed up everything else I'm just going to have a goal who do you think yeah let's hit it
0: um, I think it's a mixture of both early I think on, on that goal I was waiting for I think Trent was making a run uh, on my right hand side so I was sort of waiting but with the intention to play in the ball but then i just seen the keeper at the same time so I just thought why not then I, then I had a goal
9: is that one of your favourite goals ever
0: um, I think for me, it's the importance of the goal and the timing. Um, them two, them two can make up moments that people will never ever forget. Um, so I'd even say that my the goal against uh, Australia on my debut, for me, felt you know it was an amazing day and the game had literally just started, like three or four minutes into the game, and you know we was one 0 up so. I think that goal holds more more value to me i
9: want to ask you about um raheem sterling who you work with with england and is he somebody now given what's happened to him on the pitch you know back-to-back title wins and off the pitch you know the way he's been a leader is he somebody now that you look up to
0: um i think i've always i've always looked up to that type of person anyway um regardless if he if he won last year or or this year because when you're talking about looking up to an individual, it's about more than football. It's about how he is as a person, how he is to speak to, what type of advice he gives you. And for me it's been he's been brilliant, you know, when I've been coming to England, especially when I was younger, he'd always give me information and, you know, in the games he'd always help he'd always help you out so um for me nothing's changed. For everybody else on the outside that doesn't see that side to him. They'd probably like change the mindset on him, but for the people that know him just the the same guy
9: and it's the uh, team togetherness i think in 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 sport in general in this day and age whether it be cricket whether it be rugby and football that i think has been has really moved on and because you think back to football back in the day 10 12 years ago it was about club rivalry now it seems as though you all get on and you've
0: got a good group together i think it's you know don't get me wrong if you play against um like a rival team and these are playing it feels the exact same as it should be you know it's a it's a it's a team it's a game full of rivalry and um that transition you can say from there to to being in the same team uh, in the past might have been a bit more difficult but you know we understand it we understand each other and what we have to do to make this team. because this is that whilst we're here this is our priority we want to make this team successful and I think that's that's probably been one of the main things, I'd say, that's changed.
4: This is where, and when Mike Tindall came into the studio, don't you know? Uh, so we've got ten questions for you, <laughs> right? Now, of course, when Pass. we knew you were coming in, we are all fascinated with, you know, the royal family, right? Pass. So they're connected to that. So the, this is the deal. That if we ask you one you've never been asked, you have to answer it. No. If we ask one you've been asked, you can answer it or you can refuse to answer it, all right? You've question number
10: one. He's oh, me a refusal. No, we, you've got to answer all Yeah, right. but
4: your rugby lads don't to, refuse. Remember to, that, Jay? Yeah,
10: Da-da-da. Yeah, yeah,
1: right.
4: Question number one. It's about the Queen. Is she on WhatsApp? Pass. been asked that before. No, you haven't. No, you, no, you, have. no,
1: you haven't. Yes, I have. Of course I have. Who's asked you
10: that? Okay,
4: Literally
1: I've changed the rules. everyone has right,
4: it. I've changed the rules. But, you've got to answer everything. <laughs> no. no. She's not oh, on WhatsApp.
10: No, oh, no, no. We can tailor the question. All right. Show us the last WhatsApp. (laughs) As
1: far as I believe, she is not on WhatsApp. Is
10: there a group? Is there a royal family group WhatsApp?
1: Yes. Well, cousins.
4: All right. But it doesn't say, like the Queen said, watch it, Tinders. (laughs) Charles, LOL. It doesn't say that. No. There's no gifts. Okay. Question number two (laughs) Is this this (laughs)
10: eyebrows (laughs) again?
4: It gets better. Did you go to either Harry or Will Stag? Uh,
1: no. Why not? N-F-I'd. You weren't invited? No, ha- no I wasn't. Oh, right, okay.
4: Jay and I were. We turned it down and yeah, we had full Yeah, we were bar.
10: working. We did, we did the midnight train that night. <laughs> no?
4: No. You think you weren't invited? Okay. Does that surprise you?
1: No. <laughs>
10: <laughs> were you gutted? Yes. <laughs> Okay. Would, would you have brought brownie out? Well, I'm, I'd look at it as...
1: I would look at it as if, as if you look at my past, would they have invited me? No. Oh, that's question eight. <laughs> oh, <sorry. Yeah. laughs> right.
4: Now, question number three fascinated all of us. What's Christmas Day like at Sandringham?
1: I can say past to this, because I've answered it
4: before. No, no, I've changed the rules. You have yeah, to. Yeah, no.
1: No, judge it. Um What's it like? Lovely. Is it? Is it, bit, is it mental? Um... Yeah, look. Uh, Christmas Eve is their bigger day um, because they open all the presents on Christmas Eve and uh, have a big dinner. <laughs> if, if the queen gets out, that's yeah, still no, on the only We haven't quite got. So I just didn't know stop it. Stop it. Um, but what's it? I mean, how many of you sat around the table? Twenty-six.
4: Right, and everyone's there. All the all the the big hitters are there.
1: Okay, how... What does
4: that even mean? Hold on, you just called them the big hitters.
10: The big hits, the, the big it. heads. The
4: big heads, right. How close are you to the Queen? Are you in sort of chucking a Brussels sprout distance? Pass. Are you close I mean, to her? I, mean, you've got,
10: I, mean, I suppose you've got to be. How big is this room? I mean, 20, how, 26 of you. You can launch yeah. a Brussels sprout. As, I mean... Yeah. Well, hold
4: on, you're, you're, then, you're not more than 12 people like, away, are you?
1: No. Okay. Well, if you think about it, Mike, think of a table of 26, yeah. and then if you're in the middle...
10: You can hit you well, can hit everyone around that away, table with yeah, a Brussels sprout. Yeah.
1: Is she at the head of the table?
4: Or can I say what you just <laughs> said? <laughs> uh, pass. All right, okay. Oh, you, this is really awkward. Do you ever sit next to her? Have you ever sat next to her on Christmas? Yes. Oh, that must be so difficult.
10: No, is it difficult? It t- I mean,
4: not difficult, is it, Mike? You're a, I mean, he, look look how
10: well you've handled this.
4: Bring <laughs> <laughs> like, right up to questions, Gary. Yeah. When you're sat next to her, are you sitting next to her thinking, that's the queen next to me?
10: Yes. Do, do you put that 50p and just have a look at the queen? <laughs> <laughs> just, what? Just check. <laughs> like it's a portrait. <laughs> <laughs> do you believe, can you just take a photo? Look I that don't way. Believe it. I turn don't believe it. Turn side on. Hold on.
4: I don't believe it. Do you Hang take on. a, a ted around and go and have a signed photo? You can't do that. What do you mean? She's not signing. it. can't sign a note. Oh, no. okay. It's against the law here. <coughs> like <I do> <laughs> yeah, he's going to say, You can't do that, can you? I don't. Although, well, whenever totally I see a magic sure show, of the legality of that. When they see, I see a magic show and they go, Can you put your name on it? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, What would that
10: be worth? A, a £10 note so, signed by the Queen on her face. Yes, I mean, on eBay. eBay. where's I, that I, going I, I, on eBay? I don't
1: think she's allowed to sign anything, Yeah, no. she does sign stuff. I've seen her sign stuff. No,
10: no. but not. It, it, no, genuinely.
4: But you can't deface. No, you can't. I think we're moving on from there. Yeah, I don't know where. When did you last sit next to her? What Christmas?
1: Two, three months ago? Two months ago? What, a Christmas? No. You said last, oh, I thought oh, you okay. last time. Right. So. So. Last Christmas. Uh, probably, at <laughs> yes. some point, at some point, in every Christmas, I will have sat next to her. Oh, right, okay.
10: She's a member of the, uh, There is da- more than one dinner, you
4: know. Yes. Oh, it's not just like, it's not just one Christmas Eve you meet up and they go, right, I can't afford the pub this week.
10: <laughs> <laughs> but she, she's a member of the, uh, of the WI, I believe, down in Nisandringham. Because a, f- a friend of mine hosted a lunch with the Queen and apparently she's a very humorous woman. Okay. Mike? Okay. Yeah, that, so hold, on. On. hold on. I, 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 no, know, I concur. Jay, concur. Jay, that leads me on to my next yes.
4: question. Yes. Which royal is the King of Bantershire? Um, the
1: King of Bantershire?
4: <laughs> yeah. Which one do you go off sat next to That's going to be great fun. <laughs>
1: yeah. Can't wait.
4: Oh, Charlie's a bundle of laughs.
1: Prince Charles is a bundle of laughs. Yeah, especially. I love the way every word comes. It's
4: like when I play the yes and no game with my
2: kids.
4: You okay?
1: I am fine, thank you for asking, Daddy. Good day, school. Uh, it was lovely. Yeah. Oh, Prince Charles is fun, right? I think he.
10: <laughs> That's
1: so bad. No, generally he's a joker. He is right. a joker. Okay. He loves a joke. Who else? Who else is good fun? You go. Good. I've got a seat next to him. That's going to be good. Um. Obviously, oh, the young, oh, the younger generation, the cousins are, are fun. At least arms across. Harry, Harry, what's um, Harry like? It, Harry it looks, looks like right. he's got good well, fun. Has Harry, has, he got a good band, has Harry done
10: the top Why shelf? Why am I starting sweating? Experience? I feel like I'm getting grilled. Has uh, he done the top shelf of pints of whites? I, probably in the past.
1: I can't, but yeah, I, I can't verify oh, that in okay. any way, shape, no, or form. Okay. And that's not legal. <laughs> 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 Can you imagine if they're listening, they're going like... <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't okay. even
10: listen, to talk sport. I mean I, I, right. I mean I know that. Well, maybe
1: the, maybe uh, Prince William does, because obviously he's a big Aston Villa fan and yeah. literally. Oh, hold on. That it. gets this. the
3: question
4: eight. question number five. What happened the first time you met the Queen? Where was it? Can you
1: remember? I know exactly what I do, but I can't tell that story. Oh, can you not? No. I'll tell you it off-air, off, sta- off, off air, but I can't tell it. Oh, that's <laughs> even better. I don't, I don't care that you can't tell <laughs> it on air, but you can tell
4: us off-air. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. There's so, a few we're, people there. That...
10: We'll tweet. Don't worry, gang, we'll
1: tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me on Insta. The, the very first time would have been when we won the World Cup. So, um, The very first time? Yeah. There's always a story about Mark Regan, and we've (laughs) all. Mark Regan's from Bristol, and uh, he's going to hate me for saying this because it's probably not even true. But uh, we walked into the room, and uh, there's a footman who's come in, and we're all stood around, and he's coming in to let them know the Queen's about to come in, and and he walks up to, uh, and he's offering out drinks, and he walks up to Mark Regan, and he goes, Earl Grey? And he goes, Mark Regan, good to see you. (laughs) Sorry, Ronnie. (laughs)